Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Susie Perry and welcome to the BT Sports MotoGP podcast. We're here following the fifth round of the championship at Le Mans and here is how the race was won. Well, the man that wins in Le Mans, it is Lorenzo of Le Mans. He is going to win in front of his teammate, Valentino Rossi. It's a double for Yamaha. They are going to be ecstatic with that. Jorge Lorenzo goes to the top of the championship tree in 2016. Third place goes to magnificent Maverick Vinales with a great wheelie from Danny Pedrosa in fourth, and we look back to Polis Pole on the Tech 3, their home race, of course, for Tech 3, so they're going to be pretty ecstatic about that. We wait for the second Suzuki, here it is, Alasia Spargro crosses the line. Will it be Danilo Petrucci? Will it be Hector Barbara? We wait. It is Danilo! Coming up, the views of Neil Hodgson, Gavin Emmett, Julian Ryder, Keith Hewan, and all the protagonists from race day to review the fifth MotoGP race of the season. Enjoy. So Valentino just said to me, I did the fastest lap. <laughs> I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you that. If you don't, I, I don't know exactly, Valentino. But your race was really conditioned by practice and qualifying, wasn't it? Because you had so many fights to do on those first few laps as well. Is that what cost you a chance to have a shot at Jorge? Yes. Uh, also, also the start was bad. Uh, last year I started from, from, from the third row, but my start was very good. Today, today no. So I miss also the start. You know, at the beginning it was very complicated. Uh, but when you start from the third row, it's like this, you have to fight. Uh, but I had a good pace, I had a good feeling with the bike, and at the end, starting from seven and arrive second uh, is, is very good. I don't know, I don't know if I start in a better, in a better way, if, if I can fight. But anyway, it's like this. 20 points are very important because we are closer to the top, to the, to the first position in the championship. We work well, the bike is fast, uh, and uh, I think we are in, in a good shape. But uh, when, uh, you, you need to, when you want to win or try to fight for win, you have to make like in Zeres. You have to be competitive from Saturday. You say we're close to the top. We're also close to Magello. That is going to be some race this year, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I'm happy because I arrive in a quite good shape. And uh, the home Grand Prix, Mugello is always something special, but something very difficult. Very difficult to keep the concentration, to keep enough energy, because I have a lot, a lot of uh, around. 
<laughs> but we will try. Uh, we arrive in a good moment and I think that we can be competitive. I think a lot of brrr is an understatement. Anyway, Valentina, we're all looking forward to going to Italy in a couple of weeks. Congratulations on a great ride through to second. Grazie, grazie. Thank you. Thanks. Grazie. 37 years old, Valentino Rossi. Brrr, what it means is all the noise in Mugello. We'll talk about that in a few minutes' time. But let's just confirm the race result then today from the French Grand Prix MotoGP. Jorge Lorenzo took all of the spoils to take the championship lead. Valentino Rossi, the second place on the podium. And his first ever podium in MotoGP, Maverick Vinales. Next to Valentino Rossi, will we see more of that in the future? Danny Pedrosa just off the podium in fourth, struggling on that hand under a great ride from Paul Espargaro and his brother behind him. Then Danilo Petrucci, an absolute superstar of that. We're hoping to speak to him a little bit later. And then Stefan Bradl took the 10th place spot for the points. So let me just flick back uh, briefly to, to Valentino and what he was saying there. And you get that here as well. I mean, he's talking about the noise because obviously they're in their motorhomes and you just it's so difficult to go to sleep because it's so loud. Yeah, everybody's complained this weekend. Uh, Mugello's terrible, but th this place is bad as well. I mean, the yeah. campsites are all around and it, it just, it, we're not exaggerating, it doesn't stop. It's just, um, they're on the rev limiters, fireworks, all all sorts of things going on at six o'clock in the morning still so uh, but clearly not bad enough for the riders to go and stay outside of the track anywhere I mean I know like some of them used to didn't they I remember Kaczynski used to I think Max Biad used to yeah lo lots of people have done that and and occasionally they do but it's still your home from home and uh, they spend you spend so much time away from your real home that the motorhome is like your home from home and now they're not motorhomes as we remembered the more that that I had what, like a caravan that you had like a caravan a tent and like a burger van I had didn't a you? tent <laughs> times were hard <laughs> But um, like now, they are, they're like spaceships, aren't they? The, yeah. the, the top riders' motorhomes, and they're very roomy, and they're, they're fantastic. They're a great facility, but they're still not soundproof. No. So you still end up hearing Ear all the plugs. noise outside. Yeah, more than earplugs. It wasn't a good day for the Brits, was it? No, not at all. No, I mean, very unlucky for Scott Redding breaking down. Cal Crutchlow crashed. That Cal bike's not working at all. Cal really. has only finished one race so far this season. Yeah, I know. He'll be so frustrated. And uh, it's contract time for him as well. He's out of contract at the end of this year. So everybody's trying to impress. Everyone's trying to get a good result. So, uh, And Bradley Smith, who finally, we saw him with a bit of confidence, lost the front again. He, he talks about, Bradley talks about the feel of the front of that bike, how important it mm. is to him. So another Especially crash. around here, you really do need to have that confidence going in with the hard braking, don't you? Absolutely. And the next track is all about the front end. It's a really, really fast corner, downhill corners, so you have to trust the front. So uh, there were some nervous riders going there. Let's talk about Andrea Iannone, who's been making headlines all season for the wrong reasons. And he has got some offers on the table, which is good. It looks like he's got an opportunity with Suzuki if he wants it. So uh, there are other factory... Maybe Aprilia? Yeah, maybe Aprilia as well, which would make sense. You know, he mm. rode for Aprilia in the past. He's got a good relationship. And, and actually, Aprilia, they want someone on that bike that can push it completely to the limit, don't they? Yeah, well, they've which got we Sam Lowe. They've got Sam Lowe's coming. <laughs> <laughs> what we said, uh, I said it last night, um, the rumours about him going to Aprilia, I said they'd better get some spare fairings. Because what a team that would be, Sam and Iannone. I mean, they would they'd develop the bike quickly. Who's going to calm them both down? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> You're too scared to No, go but they'd, 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 uh, they'd be bad for each other, wouldn't they? You know, but uh, it'd be great to see them two on a team. Two incredibly talented riders. They both ride very similar, you know, <laughs> on the edge. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how good they both are at developing my motorcycle, though. We'd find out, wouldn't we? I'll tell you what, let's catch up with Gavin now because he's, he's with our race winner, Jorge Lorenzo. I bet he's fizzing. Can you imagine that? Do you have any well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 I love it. Oh, 
Jorge, just, oh, just having a little bit of a chat. We were speaking in Spanish and he said, you speak to me in Spanish, I'll speak in Spanish, but we want English from you, Jorge. Congratulations on that victory. What a performance. All weekend, though, not just in the race, during practice, that lap time you put in. How good have you just felt here in Le Mans? Well, sometimes you have this little bit more of the rest that you have to take profit. Anyway, I didn't want to relax so much uh, before the race because uh, you never know what, what can happen with different conditions. On the race, especially after the Moto2 race, sometimes the Dunlop tyres can create less grip on the, on the tarmac and this uh, can affect the, the performance of all the riders, so, so you have to wait and to see. And uh, when I saw that, uh, well, with uh, more benzene in the, in the full tank, I couldn't stop so well in the braking, so that's why Anone could more or less keep the distance, even recover some, some meters. But the key was uh, that I was feeling better and better with less full tank, with less benzene, and they, uh, they make worse lap times, lap by lap. So this difference creates this, uh, this big gap, and when, uh, when Doizioso and Marquez crash and I have Rossi in second place, I could breathe a little bit more, more relaxed, but I, I decided to keep full throttle because I didn't want to lose the concentration no, at the end of the, of the race. Important because now you lead the World Championship heading into, shall we say, enemy territory, going over to Mugello. Valenzino won in Spain. What about you going over there and winning in front of all the Italian fans? Well, it was very important race. I knew, I knew it before the race. But, you know, I have the, the impression that uh, maybe I could win the race, but Marquez in second, in second place. So I just could recover five points, no? And uh, the impression I had is that the Yamaha is uh, at this moment a more complete bike, but we were quite behind in the championship, no? Uh, just because uh, I make a mistake in Argentina, Rossi make a mistake in Austin, and Market didn't crash. So finally, Market is this mistake today. So we are mo some way somehow starting by zero in the in the next races, no? Going to Mugello as well, where we know it's all going to go off. Thank you very much, Jorge. Congratulations on another brilliant performance. Well done. Thank you very much. How you doing, Matt? Yeah, you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you. You're a big fan. I'm a big fan. We're all big fans. I won't be able to get a word in here. It's nice to see you. Thanks. Nice um, to see you. Thank you very much. I know you're a massive bike fan. You've been coming to watch MotoGP for years. I've interviewed you several times over the years. Uh, what did you make of the race today? It was great. It's nice, to, you know, good weather and everything. It was a shame to see Valley get such a crap grid position, but, you know, not too bad at the end, right? Well, it was a good result considering where he came from. I mean, he looked like he'd, he'd slipped back to last year's antics with qualifying because he's been so good at qualifying this year. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's very happy with the 20 points and uh, going, obviously, to the home race next. You've been to Mugello, right? I have, yeah, a long time ago. Just tell us about the experience. At Mugello? Yeah. Uh, it was really funny. It was, uh, it was when Colin was riding for Aprilia and uh, he let me use his personal scooter and I was on the press access road and I was up by Ducati corner at the end of the race and everyone jumped over the fence and this guy this guy landed right in front of me and I ended up hitting him with the scooter and knocked him down he got up hey it's okay and <laughs> so I had to get on I rode like the last half of the lap on the track on the scooter with my wife on the back I was like this is pretty cool all right on back into the pits but it's crazy there yeah it, it, it really is a madness of Mugello isn't it yeah well it's, it's our favorite place it's the yeah. it's the best one of the year for the atmosphere and the food and everything about it's great isn't it yeah but it was pretty full capacity here too what was the, how many people were here I think we're about 100,000 today weren't we yeah 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 it's normally around about 80 but uh, I think because it was the bank holiday weekend it's just what do you think of this place though it's crazy isn't it the fans yeah. are just they it's don't sleep they just they don't wash 
They don't sleep, they, they, they just They definitely party. don't wash. You can smell it from here, right? I didn't say that. That was him. Neil Hodgson <laughs> yeah. said that. So I'm in trouble. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us, though, because I know you are, you know a lot about this sport. What do you think about the championship this year? I mean, it just seems to get better and better. Who's your money on? I don't know. You know, I've been uh, I've been a Rossi fan since for a long time since he was riding one two five. So um, I always try to bet on him, I guess. But you know, Lorenzo is pretty quick and consistent, so it's hard to bet against him. And I what guess. do you think of Marquez? I mean, the way he rides a motorcycle, it's so different, isn't it, to, to the rest? Yeah, that's the new breed, isn't it? Yeah. That's the whole new thing. Drag your earlobe, I guess, right? Yeah. And what are you riding at the moment? Because I know you've always got a collection of bikes. Obviously, you're into your four wheels. We know about top gigs. Yeah. Big two weeks from now, obviously. I bet you're excited about the launch of that. But what are you riding on two wheels? And when are you going to do a bike show? Stop asking so many questions. <laughs> it's Matt LeBlanc. I'm Look, drilling with questions. I've made it my personal goal to bring more bikes to Top Gear. So that's, oh, well that's, that's the whole thing. That's kind of my secondary agenda. Today, today's agenda was first come and watch the race. And then secondly, to, you know, I had a couple of people I want to talk to about coming on the show. So I've had orders from the producers. So could we see Valentino Rossi on Top Gear? Well, when I'm done with this, that's where I'm headed. So we'll see what happens. See what my persuasion skills are like. Well, if he doesn't want to, I'm always available. Yeah, I know, you know, I know. I'm you're my, you're number two. You know, number it's A-list And you're now, number though, three. You? Thanks. I don't, I don't <laughs> ever want to be behind him. Um, but uh, but how have you been getting on with, with, with Chris? Because obviously it's a, it's a massive deal. Just don't start. Yeah. It's, it's a massive deal at Top Gear uh, now and starting in a couple of weeks, I think, isn't it? It's going to be on air. And you've yeah, been working really hard filming, but doing some exciting things. So what, what, can you, what insight can you give us on what we're going to see over this series? Um, I think in general the show will be more film-based and there'll be less studio stuff and more film-based. We've been all around the world shooting really fun stuff and crazy stuff and we're trying to inject more comedy into it. I think that's maybe one of the reasons I got brought on board. I'm, I'm always about finding, looking for the joke and stuff, you know, so it's... We've got more episodes as well. Yeah, we're right in the middle of shooting episodes too, so I'm busier than a one-legged guy in an ass-kicking contest right now. <laughs> There's a new one. Yeah, I wonder where you were going with that. Are we allowed to say that? Uh, well, Just. anyway, it's all, it's all done, isn't it? Just before we um, flick over to an interview with Maverick Vinales, what do you make of uh, this young guy? Because he could be Valentino's teammate yeah, next year. Yeah, he's he's the hot new commodity, isn't he? He's He rode a great race today, and, I mean, Suzuki really come a long way, I think. They put a you know good package under him, and I think he's... Uh, you'd be. It's a better question for him, I think. You know, What do you think of him? Needle. Oh no, he's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's he's going all the way to the top. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be a regular podium man. We just need to see him on the right bike, which it looks like he's going to Yamaha. Really exciting. Imagine being Valentino Rossi's teammate. It's the perfect timing as well, perfect isn't time. it? You're welcome anytime to come and be a presenter on our show when you get sick of Chris Evans. So you know, just bear that in mind. He's a good guy. I know. He's a mate. He's a mate of mine. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> all right, let's hear from Maverick Vinales now. Cheers. Thank okay. you. Yeah, yeah. Maverick, congratulations. Your first podium in MotoGP. First for Suzuki for a long time. What's it feel like to be up on that MotoGP podium finally? <laughs> it feels incredible. No, today I was feeling great. Even I didn't need a good start, I was feeling that I could. So I was pushing hard. Then I saw that uh, I was riding like the, the group of the podium. So I was just getting my pace. When I saw that they crashed, I was staying concentrated. And, and finally we did. No, Many, many years that Suzuki didn't did a podium. I'm so happy to make this objective come true. Uh, for sure, it is a really good point for, for our championship, but I need to say that I'm really, really happy. Yeah, it makes the decisions difficult, I'm sure. We won't go into that one yeah. just now, but you took your first Grand Prix victory here, didn't you? Le Mans five years yeah, ago. We've seen the footage this weekend. It's such a special place for you now in France. Yeah, sure, always. Uh, Le Mans has been so successful for me. Uh, I mean, I have something with this track. Today I was riding quite good, quite fast. This morning I was feeling confident, so 
for sure uh, I have no uh, no words to say. I mean, uh, I'm incredibly happy and for sure it motivates me to work so hard. And I've got to ask you about that decision. Does it make it harder or easier to choose? I don't know. Honestly, uh, when I I need to take it on the cold when I'm cold, you know, that I don't need to, to think if now I make a podium or not. So for sure uh, I will make the decision soon. Maverick, congratulations. So many people back in the UK delighted for you. Well done today. Thank you. Amazing focus today from the young Maverick Vinales. Here are your standings then after five rounds for MotoGP. Jorge Lorenzo, the new championship leader, 90 points, five points ahead of Marc Marquez. Valentino Rossi in third place, closing the gap though. Now 12 points behind leader Lorenzo. Danny Pedrosa is fourth and Maverick Vinales, who we just heard from there, in fifth place. Andrea Iannone is rounding out that top 10 with 25 points. Let's go to Moto2 then now. Rins it is from Corsi, Luti, Morbidelli, Nakagami. Looks like he's going to end up fifth after all. Last corner then, Alex Rins, a quality ride for him. Yes, yes indeed, he checked to see if he could pull the wheelie. How close was Corsi? This close. Rins is dominant here in France. Action-packed, Alex Rins winning the race and indeed now leading the championship ahead of Sam Lowe's five points at the difference. Tom Luti is third place with 69 points. Then Johan Zarco, Jonas Folger, who we know has moved up to the Tech 3 team, had a very difficult weekend. And Zyrin uh, in tenth place, rounding out that top ten for you then. Binder tucked in, weaves from side to side, tries to shake everybody out of his slipstream. This is it then, the last corner. Is anybody going to force their way through? Can it? Goes through on teammate. No, he doesn't. Oh. That's okay, he'll be fourth. It's a great ride from him. But it's going to be Binder who takes his second win. The South African wins the Moto 3 race here at the French Grand Prix. His second win in his career. Well, his second win and back-to-back -back as well. What, what a race that was. I mean, it was hard fought. There were some big battles in there. But from the interview after the race, it sounded like you knew that you had what it took just before you were going into the last lap. Yeah, I mean, today was incredible. Uh, it was so great to finally, well, to get my second win in a row, uh, second of my career, so that was great. But, yeah, I mean, today in the race, I went to the front for quite a bit, tried to get away or try to at least break the group down, you know. Luckily, we got it down to four riders. I mean, four riders are so much easier to handle than uh, your usual 10 or 12 in Moto3. So, yeah, that was, I mean, that was great. And uh, after that, I saw I couldn't get away from those four. So I just sat in the group, checked what was going on, and uh, I knew I was a lot stronger under braking. And if I went to the front, especially for the last lap, it would be quite difficult for them to get back past me. And it certainly was. Yeah, and it was almost, when we were watching, it was almost like a risky strategy to lead the whole last lap because you do leave yourself vulnerable to be passed. You mentioned your late braking. The problem with the late braking is then it does affect your exit. I could see you moving, trying to be defensive. You obviously was aware. What funny, when we watched this back, you said, I didn't realise how close they were going into the last corner. It was close, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, now now's the first time I've actually got to watch back the highlights. So. I mean, it's pretty cool, but, uh, you know, on the last lap, I knew if, if they didn't get past me in sector one or on the back straight, the job was done. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I did today. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a, enough pace to try break away at all. So 
you know, I had to try and fight until the last lap. And uh, last weekend I got away, and this is the first time I've won a race where I've actually had to fight for it. So, you know, it's an incredible feeling and a real confidence booster. You didn't feel like you had to fight from the back of the row last, last time then? Oh, uh, well, of course I had to fight, but I mean, uh, I, I ended up getting a little gap with a few laps to go there. So yeah. I was a lot more relaxed on the last lap. Yeah, it, what, what you, I know exactly what you're saying. It's harder when it's a last lap battle mm -hmm. yeah. because your anxiety level goes through the roof. You're literally holding your breath. You know you're going to be dive bombed. Mm -hmm. What you had, I guess, at the last round was the momentum you came through. You had the speed and you passed them with about five laps to go, didn't you? This was this was a different win. This was as important win for, for sorry, talking about you, you're standing here, <laughs> but for his confidence, that was as important. Mm -hmm. You now know going to the next round, if it's a last lap scrap, I'm up for that. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, you know, uh, all weekend I had a good a good idea that I could be strong in the final laps, but um, to confirm that and actually come away with the win was was a great feeling. You know, now it's the second in a row, and uh, I just want to keep try, trying to build the momentum. Well, we're going to Mugello next. Mm -hmm. So thoughts about that track there, because it's clearly an incredible <laughs> yeah. event because you can hear the crowd as you're going around. But what do you make of, of, of how you'll go there? Uh, Mugello is by far my favorite track on the calendar. So that, that's great. I mean, yeah, this is honestly, I don't like this place at all. And, uh, you know, now going to a track that I really enjoy, it's going to be really, really good. <laughs> what, are you going to win by two laps then? Here we go to Michello. <laughs> Just finally, a uh, quick one. We saw you passing your congratulations there. The atmosphere in, in Moto3, is it really good? I mean, uh, you know, in Moto3, I think a lot of us, we, we all mates, you know. Yeah. So uh, we all get on really well. And um, in Moto3 in general, I think, everything is more relaxed you know we all mates and go mess around a little bit afterwards and uh, have a good time well we'll let you go mess around now we appreciate your time thank you very much and huge congratulations it's great watching you thank you so much for having me all right then let's check on the standings for this championship of course you know that man is leading the way 102 points i mean that is a healthy gap to jorge navarro romano fanati is in third place nicolo bulaga is is fourth in the standings a rookie that is terrific as well nicolo antonelli despite having a slow bike as he calls it he is fifth and then bastianini down uh, in 10th place rounding out that top 10. It's really interesting to listen to because he's clearly very self-confident, but also very sweet. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I was just thinking then, how can you not like him? You know what I mean? He's just a genuinely good guy. He's always been consistent. He's not changed now. He's had a few wins. But he knows that self-confidence, that mm. deep down, he's, he's become the real deal. He's become a complete package is probably the best way to describe it. And uh, if he loves Mugello, they're all in trouble. Like I say, <laughs> they are all in trouble. Let's, uh, let's go up to the comm box now. I know Keith and Julian really enjoyed uh, the day's events today. So dramatic, weren't they? But what particularly caught your eye, fellas? Suzuki, of course. Absolutely superb. There's so many reasons for Suzuki catching our eye. But particularly that comment by Lynn Jarvis, I've yes. got to say, that he's got three up on the podium, is what he said. And, of course, he's only really got two at the moment. But has he signed Maverick Vinales? I would say so. Uh, just the details to iron out, you really believe. But how fantastic. That is only Suzuki's 17th rostrum in the whole history of Moto Grand Prix. And, of course, Maverick Vinales is first. And rubbing Honda's nose in it. Just oh. a terrible weekend for Honda. you just got to find out where they are coming back from, aren't they? But uh, Maverick Vinales is the hot property of the moment. Um, Danny Pedrosa to Yamaha, I never really believed that was on, even though it seems to have been nice to see. He'd love to see it. But uh, I can't imagine that. So, um, really, Suzuki are the ones that are doing the business at the moment. Yamaha, two doubles, Jerez, 
the other way around. Valentino Rossi winning uh, from Lorenzo, and then Lorenzo beating uh, by a mile again this weekend. I mean, both of them have been dominant, haven't they? And of course, if Maverick leaves Suzuki, that's a very desirable seat to be filled, isn't it? Who's going to go there? Couldn't be bad. Valentino Rossi pulls it out of the bag. It was a disastrous week. It hadn't gone right for him all yeah. week, and then he managed to make that work. George, it felt I mean, like a throwback, didn't it, to, to last year with bad qualifying, putting himself in a difficult position for the first couple of laps, but he, he came through brilliantly. Can anybody catch Jorge has got to be the underlying <laughs> question at this moment in time. With round five, we've got 13 rounds left. Mm. Mm. Good question. Back to our superstars in pit lane, who should know the answer to that. Hodgie thinks he knows everything. He does, but he said it so quickly that you missed the answer because he's got his wing on his microphone. Thanks very much, Chats. Um, it, you know, it, it is really interesting. It sets up Mugello really well, doesn't it? And I, I think a, an announcement about Maverick is imminent, possibly even the next week. Yeah, it'd be nice for them to do it at Mugello. Obviously, they're going to... Oh, I also think it's a waste of time if they do it, like, next weekend. Yeah. If you want to do it in front of the world's press, it sort of makes sense. No, By the way, exactly. I, love, I love listening to them, too. I could listen to them, too, all day. They're great, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, we love them. I want to mention Danilo Petrucci because what an incredible guy he is. And to finish seventh today, we wanted to speak to him, but he had to go to the clinic to, to get some painkillers because to finish the race here in that position with that hand, extraordinary. We all had yeah. our fingers crossed for him because he couldn't cross them. No, absolutely brilliant. And to, the, the hardest part of racing a motorcycle is when you've then, after doing all that, you've got to defend on the last lap. Look at that, and he makes a mistake into there. He's got a trail break. At that point, I thought he'd gone wide but he still got back to the apex. But yeah, he was supposed to be speaking to us. He'd, he'd, he'd already, before the race, agreed to come on checkered flag. But his exact words were, after the race, I'm totally destroyed. Like, he's gone to the mobile clinic, he's on a drip, like, having a massage, all that lot. It's, I mean, you can see, his hand's such a mess. What a stunning job. He's such a great character as well. I mean, he was even joking to you on the grid before. Do you remember by saying, I need a mechanic for my hand and not a doctor? Because there's so much metal work in them. And he's got 20 screws and two plates still in there. Uh, you know, that. I mean, none of us would be able to even do anything. Well, you probably would because you're a hardcore motorcycle racer. Yeah, I'm hardcore. But um, no, like a normal person, you would definitely still be off work. And, and his career, I don't know if you know that much about it, but he's done it the hard way. He didn't come to Moto3, Moto2. He's not come from a privileged family. You know, he's, he's worked hard. He was in um, World Superstock. He won the World Superstock Championship. And mm. it, a lot of people didn't rate him. He's had some terrible rides, but he's never given up. And that's what's made him so tough and strong now. And that's what, why we talk well about him. He's a real strong character. And, and the problem of timing was awful, really, with the early move from Lorenzo. Do you think that, you know, he would have had a, another opportunity with a different team? Perhaps maybe he's happy with, with, with the Premier. Yeah, no, he's happy where he is. I know that. He would have had an opportunity with the factory team. Um, b before he crashed, he was always in the top three. In all the pre-season tests, he was very impressive. And then he had that bad crash, obviously destroyed the hand. Tried to come back too early, which set him back a long way. But um, mm. who knows? You know, obviously both Ducati riders crashed this weekend. Mugello next. <laughs> if he goes well there... It's still wide open, really. No, we don't know who's taking that second ride yet. No, we don't. And, of course, that's what he wanted to do. This was almost a rehearsal, really, wasn't it, yeah. for, his, for his home ride, which, of course, is Mugello. And we'll be there in a fortnight's time. The madness of Mugello in that Tuscan amphitheatre, which is such a beautiful, beautiful event. And don't forget, your coverage looks like this free practice the 20th of May, starting very early at 8 o'clock. We'll have all your qualifying for you on Saturday the 21st of May, starting at 11, all on BT Sport 2, of course, and your race day action.
will begin at 9.30 in the morning. But sunshine in Le Mans, who would have thought it? Brightly on Binder, Rins and of course Lorenzo. What about Maverick Vinales on the podium? Will he stay or will he go? I think we know the answer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.